Hello, welcome to Cheese the Day, the official cheese cast of North Coast Co-op, brought to you by Overly Literal French Translations. My name is Thomas. I'm the department head at the Eureka Co-op, the department head of the cheese department at the Eureka Co-op. Let's be specific. I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd, Veronica. I'm the cheese department head at our Arcata location. Way to be specific. Excellent. Mm. All right. Today, we are doing a recipe episode. Woo-hoo. These have been uh, requested. We have heard your cries for more recipe episodes. So uh, the recipe will be included in the email that goes out with this. So if you're not signed up for our email list, more on that later. But that's where you're going to be able to get this recipe. And maybe elsewhere. Like we might post it on the website probably. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that at the end. But we're doing today Croque Madame. Oh, so good. So good. So cheesy. So perfect. Really. That's it. The end. (laughs) (laughs) So I've made this before. And in doing research for this episode, I was like, okay, what is the quintessential Croque Madame? Because there's some different, different theories out there on what you can make it but let's let's start off with what it's not and let's you this <laughs> what so, it's not <laughs> i mean that's an extensive list what it's not <laughs> we will now list everything that it's not no uh croque monsieur separate sandwich croque madame croque monsieur croque monsieur totally different sandwiches these sandwiches S- similar very similar <laughs> but different. Okay, so so Veronica, <laughs> you handle the definition of a croque monsieur uh, off the top of your head. Croque madame, but without the egg. <laughs> All right, now I'll do croque madame. A croque madame <laughs> is a croque monsieur, but with the egg on top. <laughs> uh, no, so this is essentially picture, if you've never had one of these, you're totally missing out because picture like the perfect grilled cheese sandwich with ham inside now add an excellent french sauce to it and now you've arrived at croque monsieur you're 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 halfway to croque madame right there you're most of the way even and a croque madame is just another variation with a fried or poached egg on top uh i think over easy is the way to go because i like that runny egg yolk it seems almost mandatory to it's, me. Yeah, I guess I don't. I, don't, I probably made it at home, but I probably made an over medium egg because yeah. I always want to poach an egg, but every time I try, I just don't pull it off in the way that I want to pull it off. Oh my god! I'm so glad you said. That. I I was so worried when I came in here. I was going to have to admit on air that I'm terrible at poaching eggs, and I thought for sure you were going to be like, "Oh, it's not that hard. It's easy." Oh, no, I just haven't spent the time to wreck enough eggs to actually yeah. get good. <laughs> and you've got to have like great fresh eggs. And then I take a great fresh egg that's that's perfect. You know, like, oh, the like perfect Chisholm Ranch egg that was hatched, not hatched, laid, you know, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and I crack it into the pot of swirling steaming water and it just pff, turns into egg drop soup immediately. And the little shreds of yeah. egg white. Floating oh, all around and it's, it's so disappointing. Wonky shaped and yeah. I'm gonna learn to poach an egg before this pandemic is over. There, I've said it on air. I have to stick to it now. 
before the pandemic's over, I'm going to learn how to poach an egg. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about a croque madame. So <laughs> what are you going to need for this recipe? It's super easy. My ingredients list is the exact amounts are in the recipe, but a little bit of butter, a little bit of flour, a little bit of milk, some salt and pepper, uh, your preferred sandwich bread. That That's up to you. You know, that's a very personal choice. You want a nice thick sourdough? That's fine. I saw a bunch of recipes online of people using brioche, which, whew, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's great. Great choice right there. Uh, me personally, I like. I think you get extra points for any fresh bread you've got. Like it's, it'll be better on homemade bread. It just will. I was gonna say like you could you could bread. do it with your own homemade bread, but you know not everyone is going to endeavor. Although many probably are now with the pandemic. North Coast Co-op, they've got your fresh bread covered. Our producer over there reminding <laughs> us that yeah, that's right. We this co-op is is. Uh, Got its this own bakery. is sponsored by the co-op, and, and our bakery's really good. They've got, oh, actually, our bakery's sliced sourdough is maybe my favorite sourdough sandwich bread. Me too. And that's not just because I feel bad for forgetting the bakery existed a second ago, <laughs> but it is actually my favorite uh, sourdough sandwich bread. It's, it's just perfect. It's just sturdy enough. Yeah. It's got good flavor. And when you toast it, oh, the yeah, crust that's what it gets is. nice and crunchy, crispy. It toasts up so crispy, which is probably a good time right now to talk about what Croque Monsieur and <laughs> Croque Madame overly literally translate as from French. Not overly. So croque means crunchy, like crunchy bite. Like the crunch you get when you bite into something, which mm -hmm. first that we need a word for that in English. It's a distinct word. We could just borrow croque. I, I, we've done that with lots of other French words. <laughs> could be international and use yeah. croque. And then monsieur or madame, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. So, and Mrs. Mr. Crunchy Bite. Mr. Oh! Crunchy Bite is the perfect name for a sandwich. Mrs. Crunchy Bite. Yes. Same sandwich with an egg. That's what we've learned so far. Okay. <laughs> so. With these ingredients, I got halfway through the list of ingredients, and then when I got to bread, we derailed into like, okay, let, let me finish that list of ingredients <laughs> I was working through. You're also going to need uh, some good ham. Not like, don't, you're, you're making a French sandwich. Don't, don't get crappy ham. Get good ham. Don't get a package of Land of Frost. Yeah, no, the co-op <laughs> has got you covered for some really great ham. Oh, I just made our producer so proud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gruyere cheese. This is, I think, not optional, even though a bunch of people on the internet swear that it is. Don't believe them. Believe us. Gruyere is the ideal cheese for this. That said, Comte works really good. Emmental. Emmental. There's a lot that I think, but I think Gruyere is the cheese of choice for this, and that's what I put in my recipe. Uh, you're also going to need some eggs. Otherwise, you're just going to end up at Croque Monsieur. And you're like, wait, no. I <laughs> wanted the madame part. I wanted a Mrs. <laughs> Crunchy Bite. Yes. Okay. So, putting this all together, you're in charge of your own egg and your own grilled cheese and ham sandwich. But basically, what you want to do is end up with a beautiful grilled cheese that's got the melty cheese in there, the slices of ham, however much ham you want, I think. Three to four slices is a good amount of ham for this sandwich and the egg on top. But here's 
here's the most important part of this. You need the bechamel sauce. Oh, yes. This is important. And what is bechamel sauce? It's incredibly easy to make. So, It's a white sauce. It's a white sauce. We've talked about the five French mother sauces on this mm-hmm. podcast before. We've touched on that, yes. For some reason. I think it was when we were, the last time we were, that I did a recipe. I, I can't stay away from the mother sauces. They're just. Oh, it was the mac and cheese? It was the mac and cheese, yeah. 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 Okay. So you're going to make a bechamel sauce, which I think was the sauce we talked about. Don't be afraid. It's not that hard. It's got a really fancy name, but it's so easy. If you've made gravy, you can make this. So first of all, you're going to start by making a roux, which I mean. Flour and butter. If you've got people over for brunch and you're starting to cook this for them and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making a roux. You automatically like. You get all the street cred for brunch points or whatever you've got right there. That's like, yes, use the word roux anytime you're melting flour and butter together. That's what that's called. It's called a roux. R-O-U-X. Learn it. Use it. Impress your friends. So melt the butter, add the flour, cook the flour in the butter. Basically, this step is just to cook the taste of the flour off and to fully dissolve the flour into the melty butter. You don't want to brown it too much. That's what the French say for a perfect bechamel sauce. Because you want the sauce at the end to be a nice pale color. And also, the more you toast the flour in there, the less thickening quality uh-huh. your bechamel will true. have. The flour has a better thickening quality. That said, uh, I usually always brown my roux more than... Everybody else has because I like the taste of that toasted flour. It's just it's got that toasty note that I really like. So and if the butter browns a little bit, do that's as I nice say, too. Not but as yeah, I do. yeah. Oh, and the brown butter is so good too. Yeah. Anyway, do as I say, not as I do. Don't brown it too much. Just a blonde roux. That's what we're calling this. To that, you are going to add your milk. A uh, trick someone taught me. I forget who it was. Uh, cold milk into a hot roux, stirring briskly. This works for gravy, too, but it'll reduce your clumpage. You'll, you're less likely to get lumps if they're two different temperatures. And when you first pour the milk in, you're going to be like, oh, no, I made clumps. And you just keep whisking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep whisking away. Keep and then whisking. it'll it'll smooth out. It really helps if you've done the first step correctly where, like, all of your flour is dissolved and, like, coated in butter. Yeah. You want that coated in butter. So if, if you've got, like, clumps of flour still that is just flour touching flour, you're going to get a lump for sure. I mean, you could strain the sauce at the end and be like, oh, oh. I definitely have no lumps, but oh, no, no, no. cooking at home, I never do that. Yeah, one, li- one, little, one little crumb of lump isn't going to hurt anybody. Congratulations. Once you season this with some salt and pepper, you've made bechamel sauce. Now, what are you going to do? Okay, so you're going to assemble your ham and cheese grilled sandwich. Grilled cheese. You're going to put the melty gruyere on there and the slices of bread, and you're going to butter the outside of the bread. Some people put mayonnaise on the outside of their bread to make a grilled cheese. If you want to do that, I'm not going to stop. I you. hear that as a really great way to get a wonderful, crispy, golden yeah. brown. I've done it, and it's got cheese. great flavor. And also, like, pro cheese tip that I just learned the other day from someone. And this is this is truly special to my heart now. I haven't done it yet. But they were like, oh, yeah, mayonnaise and shred a little manchego into the mayonnaise. What? And mix it all up. Like it's on a microplane, really finely shredded manchego into the mayonnaise that you're putting on the outside of your grilled cheese sandwich to get crispy. Oh. And then you've got like 
crispy cheese on the outside. Cheese toast. And the mayonnaise protects the manchego from burning too much because it's got like a nice coating of oily goodness. It's extra oil. Extra oil. <laughs> and the manchego lends that mayonnaise exterior, this wonderful oh. cheesy and that that sheep's milk flavor from the cheese with the mayonnaise, I think that's probably a really good combo. I'm excited to try it. By the way, this is not a low-fat recipe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that <laughs> should be stated. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not... This maybe. recipe has a French name, ergo, butter, oil. Yeah. Go nuts. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a brunch recipe. You can make it for any meal. I think it's suitable for any meal during the day. I think if you make this for someone for dinner and they're like, that's a breakfast food and they turn their nose up at you, you don't, you don't need that person in your life. They've got bad energy. Just this is an all day, every day type of food. But yeah, it's, it's definitely like that rich comfort food vibes. It makes me want to make one. Yeah. Okay. So the melty cheese, the ham, you prepare the outside of the bread. However, you normally prepare your grilled cheese sandwiches. I like butter. I like mayonnaise. I'm very excited to do the mayonnaise manchego mix. Maybe I mix a little butter in there too. Go wild. Go, go wild. Go nuts. Before you close it up, you're going to put some of your bechamel sauce in there. Your bechamel sauce should be should be pretty thick. It's not thin. It's not a thin sauce because depending on how much milk you add, you can adjust the consistency of your sauce by quite a bit. You want a fairly thick sauce for this, I think. Yeah. Because you don't want it pouring out of your sandwich as you're grilling it. And you're going to put that sauce in there. I think it should be like between the cheese and one side of the bread. Yeah. Definitely touching the cheese and the bread, not the ham and the bread. And we'll come to that in a second. Then you're going to toast up your grilled cheese. Oh, and you've, you've saved some of the cheese and the sauce, obviously, mm-hmm. for the end because you're not crazy. <laughs> and... While that's uh, toasting up, you get your egg done however you like it. You, you know, you, you, you toast it up in the pan. You could finish it in a, in the, a toaster oven or the oven. That's fine. Uh, but I think you can get it all melted together in the pan pretty well. The egg, I think, runny yolk. Because it's going to mix with that sauce. And oh, that's so. the key. You want the yeah. runny egg yolk to mix into your bechamel sauce. Or... Secret twist in this recipe. You know how we put Gruyere cheese in this and the bechamel sauce is touching the melty Gruyere. And earlier, rewind in your head. We talked about how this was one of the five French mother sauces. Well, one of the sauces you can create with bechamel sauce and a little bit of melted Gruyere is Mornay sauce, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And so this is like a, this is, this is, uh, two sauces for the price of one. You, you get that cheese touching that sauce, and right when they meet, right along that border of the melted cheese and the ooey gooey hot bechamel sauce, you've got this little thin layer of Mornay sauce right there, where they're oh. melding and blending together. And, and that's then that the magic yolk, of this sandwich, the runny egg yolk. Yeah, oh. and, the and egg that's yolk, kind of custardy and cheesy. Oh, it's wonderful. It's so wonderful. I think. Yeah, and then you throw a you throw an egg on that, eat it. You're good to go. Boom. You've made croque madame. We're going to take a break to let that sink in. Let mm. you, you know, rewind as many times as you need and re-listen to that. Although, you know, there's directions in the recipe. When we come back, we're going to talk about some like non-traditional twists. 
Yeah. Ooh. That we don't necessarily have recipes for, but once you've made it from the recipe, you can branch out, do some like do some fun experimenting with this. I've got I've got ideas. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to break. Cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of North Coast Co-op, your local member-owned grocery co-op where everyone is welcome. Hi, Thomas here. You've been listening to our podcast for a while now, and maybe you're ready to take this commitment to the next level. Maybe you're ready to sign up for our cheese email list. Here's why I think you should. First of all, and this is like really kind of the best reason, when you sign up, we're going to give you a 50% off coupon for Cypress Grove Chev. Not like a little disc of it, the whole log, like a whole log of Cypress Grove Chev for 50% off. You can take it home and put Chev on like all kinds of things. It's great. Second of all, we're not going to spam your email address or sell your information. All we're going to do is every time we release an episode, we're going to send you a little email. It'll have a coupon in there. Maybe it'll have a little article in there about uh, something related to the episode or a fun topic. Cheese-related news, essentially. And you're already here listening to a dedicated cheese podcast put out by a local grocery co-op so like we think you're the right audience for our cheese email list because it's a cheese email list put out by us sign up northcoast.coop slash cheese tell your friends and we're back and we're back welcome back all right, before the break, we promised you non-traditional twists on this recipe. Tell me about all your ideas. Okay, so I've got some ideas. I assume you, you're I just you're probably, got a well, couple, but you're probably going to mention them amongst the, I don't know, 10 others that you have? <laughs> How many do you have? <laughs> well, I, I created some, like, conceptual ideas, which you can only get here in the podcast. So, like, sorry, everyone who gets this recipe just in email form. Unless you listen to the podcast, you're not going to get these, like... <laughs> well, also, you won't know you're missing out because you're not listening because I'm not putting in the email. Oh, my goodness. This is, okay. No, this is some we, we're getting into like <laughs> back some, to back to the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Keep me on track. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I got hungry. That's the problem. I'm like really jazzed about some of these. Okay. So the traditional croque madame. Ham, bechamel sauce, fried or poached egg. And a grilled cheese sandwich. Easy peasy. This is my like, zhuzh it up, kick it up a notch for that, that brunch you're doing, not necessarily for your friends, but maybe it's for Instagram or like someone you want to impress, you know, this is like the internet edition. All right. What? Okay. What? Tell me. This is, this is the best idea I've ever had. Get rid of the toast in your grilled cheese sandwich. Replace it with waffles. Oh. Two waffles. Ham and cheese and bechamel sauce inside. More. Oh, in the original recipe, we forgot to tell you what to do with the other half of your uh, bechamel <laughs> sauce and cheese. You melt it on top, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You knew what we were going to do with that. <laughs> so in this version, you've got the Mornay sauce. You can just you can just melt the cheese directly into the sauce or you can because that's a little easier with the waffles, you know, because you're not really going to make like. Take two fully cooked waffles and then turn them into grilled cheese in a frying pan. That's a little ridiculous. So you just start with waffles. Start Open with the faced. cheese already melted into the sauce. 
Well, I like it as a double decker. So you've got ham and cheesy sauce between two waffles and then more sauce. And the nice thing about the waffles is that you can use a little bit more sauce because you've got the waffles to catch all of that ooey, gooey, mornayness. And then you top it with an egg, pop that yolk. The little waffle receptacle is going to catch all of that as well. (laughs) Waffle receptacle. The waffle receptacle. That's what it's officially (laughs) called. Yeah. Uh, I am the most excited about this idea. And yeah, it might be because my girlfriend got a waffle iron for Christmas and we've been eating a lot of waffles. So like (laughs) maybe next year I'll be all excited about something else. But this season it's all about waffles. That's that's the trend right now, <laughs> at least at my house. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I just realized, I think I prefer my croque madame open-faced. Then yeah. you get twice the crunchiness because it's like having, ah. but then I want a fork and knife to eat that. Yeah, we've been calling this a sandwich. It should probably be noted. This is this is a pretty saucy sandwich. You, you're going to want a fork and knife, I think. And definitely a napkin yeah. or two. Oh, yeah. If you forego the fork and knife, certainly extra napkins. Yeah. And roll down yeah. your sleeves. Open-faced is a good choice. I, I consider it open-faced still when it's got the two layers. It's like... Um, because you put the... If, it's, if you close it, you're the putting the egg on top and the sauce and the cheese. And the more cheese. And- it still seems open-faced or topped. I don't know what to call that. Maybe it's like a double-decker sandwich that's just open-faced. Yeah. Hmm. That's a conceptual question that... Because I guess it would probably be making it in a cast iron pan, mm-hmm. but then I'd have the oven on. And then when I had done all my toasting and then I put it all together, it would go under the broiler in the oven. And yeah. then get extra crispy on top. Extra crispy on top. But before the egg. Yes. The egg okay. goes on yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. Very last. Because you want to preserve the like perfectly cookedness of the I egg. I got to have the runny yolk. Yeah. Got to. Or if I forget because I walk away from the stove and do something else, the kind of runny yolk. Oh. An almost <laughs> over medium egg. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I... I can get behind that. And and there's a there's definitely something to be said for popping this back in the oven and remelting that cheese on top. When you're topping with the rest of the bechamel sauce and the cheese, I think that's that's something you got to do. You got to find a way to get that melted. Yeah. Oven, broiler, toaster oven, flambe, however you're going to do it. <laughs> Probably not flambe. <laughs> Pull out your little creme brulee torch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Toast the top. Just pop it through your salamander that you have. At oh, home right. For some reason. Right. Yeah. Of course. I've actually daydreamed about having one of those. <laughs> Me too. Often. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, a salamander in a commercial kitchen is uh, like a conveyor belt operated broiler, essentially. It's like, yeah. You, you put something in at this end, it snakes its way through. It's just, you know, sort of. Yeah. It pops out the other side. Pops out the other broiled. side. Perfectly broiled, toasted. Yeah. And uh, that'd be great. I have not, not enough counter space for that. But, no. but how <laughs> nice would it be if you could just be like, I want some more toast. Pop it on the salamander. Yeah. 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 This episode is full of digressions, but I don't regret them at all. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, what is your next deviation okay. from the classic recipe? This one is, I call this one just Mrs. Crunchy. This one is like what I would make had I been the inventor of this sandwich. This is, this is what I make at home out of stuff that I normally have. So first of all, you're going to swap out your toast for English muffins. Because I've almost always got English muffins on hand. And crunchy's in the name. Mm. You want, like, nothing says crunchy to me like an English muffin. Extra crispy. And it's like a waffle. Still got all those little cavities in there for catching the The sauce. nooks and crannies. The nooks and crannies. <laughs> yes. If you can get English muffins that you separate yourself rather than cutting them open, you know, you, like, split them open with a fork so you get the extra nooks and crannies. Oh, yeah. Do that. Or uh, make friends with a friend of mine who makes her own English muffins. Or just get ambitious yourself and make them yourself. Homemade English muffins changed my life. Although they're just hard enough to accomplish that like, I have to plan so far ahead. The reason I have English muffins is that they're really easy. You just pop them in the toaster and you've got like, mm-hmm. you know, an egg sandwich ready to happen. Uh, next thing I'm doing, I'm going to brown the roux. It's like this one... I don't need to be traditional. This isn't croque madame here. This is just Mrs. Crunchy. It's just me at home and the che- like this is between me and my cheese. <laughs> this is this is just mine. So I'm going to brown the roux cuz I really prefer that flavor and it doesn't make a pretty sauce. I'm going to tell you that right now. The sauce comes out looking like just kind of brownish grayish country gravy that like yeah, it's not brown, but it's not yeah, pale and creamy. It's not super adver- appetizing looking, but the flavor is where it's at. Uh, I'm again going to melt the cheese into that sauce, and I'm going to keep cheese aside. So melting the cheese into the sauce is going to turn it into that Mornay sauce. And then I'm going to zhuzh that up even a little. I'm going to add some mustard because that's going to kick the cheesy flavors up a notch, add a little tanginess. And I'm going to throw some garlic powder in there because, like, I never regret adding garlic to things. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I said in an earlier recipe or an earlier edition of our podcast that if there's melted cheese, there should be garlic. That's hmm. mandatory. <laughs> but I said a lot of things that definitely aren't true earlier on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and again, instead of ham, bacon, because I feel like that's just superior. So this is like Thomas's American... Yeah. Crook madame. Yeah, exactly. Or it's an English muffin, so you could call it an, an English croque madame. Because specifically, the bacon I like to use, Taylor's Sausage Company or Meat Company, I'm not sure, but Taylor's, Taylor's uh, Sausage. Taylor's Sausage makes a rasher bacon that we sell here at the Eureka Co-op. It's mm. just so good. Is it? An extra thick one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an extra thick cut. And if you're not familiar with English rashers, there's like a little bit of the belly on there, but it's mostly like. The ham. The ham. Mm. It's like a big, thick, meaty bacon. Dang. I think there's also country bacon that's made from pork shoulder or something like Mm. that. Anyway, any good, really meaty bacon. Thick and meaty. Not as much on the fat side. This recipe has enough fat. You really don't need like a fatty bacon. Well, what kind of bacon. mustard? I've been wondering. What kind of mustard? Uh, Dijon, if I have it. Mustard powder. Mm. Honestly, since it's me at home, I'd go French's yellow. 
I really usually I've got a, a stone ground mustard at home though. That's sort of like whichever mustard Dijon-esque. you prefer. Whichever mustard you prefer. Me, I'm probably going to brown the roux, and I'm probably going to go a, a stone ground mustard that's got some whole seeds in it, even because I like to pop those mm-hmm. and go and get that mustardy burst. Uh, country bacon, and that's that's those pretty much is the only additions to those. Well, do you have more have ideas more. for how to deviate from <laughs> from the original so we've done plan? The, this is just me at home in my PJs making one. We did the one for Instagram, taking a cue from Alton Brown, the Alton Browns of the world. Sorry, we are not connected in any way to Alton Brown on this podcast. Forget I mentioned that name. <laughs> there, that should satisfy you know any of Alton Brown's lawyers. Taking a cue from like, you know, the like cutting edge science-based foods, I created what I think is a sort of deconstructed modern idea of croque madame. And this uses puff pastry. This is, this is, okay, so you're going to roll out, come buy some puff pastry, the frozen stuff. Don't make your own puff pastry for this. What am I saying? If you want to make your own puff pastry, <laughs> make your own puff pastry. But I've never done that, and I never will. I always just buy the frozen stuff, thaw it out in the fridge, roll it out. Uh, roll out one sheet. You're going to take some shredded Gruyere and little salt and pepper. Oh, you egg wash the pastry first so the cheese sticks to it. That's important. Mm. Uh, I like to do little shreds of ham because it's a little easier to bite off, and you're not like trying to bite through whole sheets of ham that have been baked with puff pastry. Mm-hmm. Little shreds of ham cheese, stick it down with egg wash to that sheet. Stick another sheet of puff pastry on top, more egg wash, more cheese, more ham. Mm. Then cut that into strips and twist them up. Now you have puff pastry, cheese and ham twisties. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Perf- everybody likes this so far. Those are a great appetizer. Throw those out for the holidays. Now you're going to make the bechamel sauce make it more nice sauce melt some more gruyere into it because more cheese is not bad and then you're going to get this is where you're going to put the egg you're going to crack a couple of egg yolks in there and like put them over the stove on a double boiler heat them up a little just to pasteurize that egg but like let let that egg mix in with that sauce and make it extra eggy extra rich and now you've got a nice eggy Cheesy <laughs> sauce mornay with egg yolk. I'm not sure what you would call that. Dipping sauce. Sounds like a lot of work, yeah. but it sounds delicious. Croque madame in two parts. It's 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 very experimental. You know, it's, <laughs> it's what the cool kids are. It's like, uh, what do they call it? Gastro uh, something. <laughs> drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. But you know, you know, the like gastro pub, the kind of place you'd go to where you get like, you know, like olive oil and a little gelatin capsule and then they like you know oh, th- this uh little pipettes of yeah, the sauce little tiny been, pipettes yeah. of the sauce you know the kind of place that's like oh yes we've created a a foam of mozzarella that's then no. deep fried in the shape of abraham lincoln's face <laughs> why have we done this we're not sure but uh, i'm not a food, fan of the foam it's science uh, and any food in foam form no that's a good i I think I think we should probably just take a vote right now and say our podcast is against food in foam form. Yeah. With some mild exceptions. Are we counting meringues as foams or like uh, whipping cream? Is that a foam? Yeah. 
It is. Because I'm pro whipping cream. Oh, yeah. And, and the, lemon meringue pie is real good. The foam on the top of your latte. Yeah. Okay, so we're not anti-foam. Just in, you know. We're okay. We're we're moderates <laughs> when it comes to foam. That's what we've decided here. Judiciously using foam. Uh, Don't get carried away with your foam. Oh my goodness! Do pick your own bread. Do have your eggs the way you want them. Do you have any more? No, I'm additions? out. I mean, thank you so much for letting me just like run wild with these <laughs> ideas and be like, okay, what if we like replace the bread with giraffes this time? <laughs> like, I yeah, I think we've we've hit the limit of what my brain can come up with for for now. Oh boy, I don't have any extra additions except maybe someone would like to put a couple dabs of their favorite hot sauce in with this whole thing. Oh yes, you know yes, that wouldn't be illegal. That would not be illegal. No. Even if it's a very traditional croque madame, I don't think uh, you will get extradited to France. And no one will press charges if you put hot sauce on right. any traditional food. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I like I like that. I want to live in a world where hot sauce is not illegal. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in any of this fine cheese we've been talking about, Gruyere. Manchego Gruyere. Come visit our cheese department and talk to either one of us at either of our locations in Arcata and Eureka, 811 I Street, that's Arcata, 25 4th Street in Eureka. Please follow North Coast Co-op on Facebook or on Instagram or visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. If you want more cheese content and you would like to subscribe to our email list, please visit northcoast.coop slash cheese. Let us know if you have things that you would like us to talk about or if you have crazy questions, because we love those. Our email list includes fun things like cheese wisdom from the Co-op Cheese Nerds, hand-picked cheese recommendations, upcoming cheese department news and events, exclusive deals on cheese. There have been some. They've been real good. And early access to new and exciting cheeses. That's all we got today. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers.